0: Hello and welcome to Green Mind. This is September, a very important month when it comes to Alzheimer's and it is all dedicated to understanding and the theme this year is no Alzheimer's.
1: Yes, that is K-N-O-W.
0: <laughs> very important that because it is to understand and it can be for anybody. Sometimes we think it's uh, genetics and hereditary but it can happen even otherwise
1: yes yeah, there are a few risk factors that people would need to be aware about so genetics is one of them old age we talked about mm. the the older a person is the more likely to develop alzheimer's things like having uncontrolled diabetes hypertension head injury from car accident or from boxing uh, depression depression is a treatable mental health problem that if you're well treated you can avoid Uh, developing Alzheimer's, uh, air pollution. There are studies saying that people who live at uh, heavily polluted areas are more at risk, uh, having things like poor hearing, means that you are isolated you don't communicate with people this increases your risk lack of physical activity lack of social activity smoking and drinking alcohol these are what we call uh, preventable or reversible risk factors and some studies suggested up to 40 percent of the risk can be reduced by having a a healthy lifestyle and adapting and uh, being aware of those risk factors.
0: So a healthy uh, lifestyle today is actually expanding even further, because in our understanding it was actually walking Um, eating right, not smoking, but it's also related to the brain.
1: Exactly, so we talked about brain health, we talked about healthy eating, healthy lifestyle, exercising, avoiding stress, or knowing how to manage stress, so under the umbrella of what is known as psychological well-being, because all those components are important for you to stay healthy.
0: Are there healthy food for brain?
1: Well, interesting question. There are studies that suggest what is known as Mediterranean. Uh, mm-hmm. So, lots of green salad, lots of color salad, uh, salmon, uh, uh, hummus, uh, olive oil. Hummus
0: is good? Yeah,
1: well, it's part it's of the of Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Yes. Health, like, and
0: olives. Olives
1: and fish. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, because... So, uh, omega-3. Exactly. So, omega-3, less uh, red meat. Uh, less uh, oil because this increases the risk of a person developing high blood pressure cardiac disease which are a risk factors for developing Alzheimer's and other dementias.
0: Okay. Um, A lot of times people might think it's a way of the person switching off that is not true right
1: yeah it's not a way of switching off because i think this is what the people get confused about in the early stages we talked about this memory lapses Mm. so when does it become a problem Uh, some people at the early stages they try to hide because they are anxious and worried they don't want to be labeled to have this uh, disease so they try to hide their problems Sometimes, interestingly we see uh, the symptom become more obvious when one of the couple die because they cover for each other especially if the old man and old woman live on their own and they kind of learn to share housework or maybe they'll have a a housemate to help so the children might not notice the change they might they would notice it more one of one one of the couple dies and the 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 children become more involved in the daily care of the remaining uh, parent so
0: this is where the role of caregivers yes
1: interesting so caregivers usually are family members uh, some studies suggest uh, more than 90 percent are women so it's either a, a wife looking after her husband a daughter looking her after her father and sometimes children uh, boys and uh, men are also involved in uh, giving care uh, in Oman, majority of care is done by the family members, so we call them informal caregivers because they don't get paid. Some family, they are able to employ a live-in caregiver, so somebody would be dedicated to look after the patients, uh, make sure they are well fed, well dressed, cleaned, but under the supervision of the family. Saudi. Yes.
0: Do you think it's an emotional turmoil for the family member who's a caregiver?
1: Definitely, and I, most of my clinic involves work, talking to the caregivers, and actually we say you have two patients. You have the person who has dementia or Alzheimer's, and you have the person who's looking after them, Mm -hmm. because they get to see the changes. They get to notice that the person they knew, their loving and caring parent, has been replaced by somebody who could be irritable, uh, somebody who can be easily offended, who can be extremely sensitive, who can be... Uh, Sometimes their behavior might be uh, distressing because they start to re- reject having their kids and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So they find it too noisy to have their yes. grandchildren around. Uh, sometime uh, at the, as the disease progressed, the person relies on too deep memories. So they, they think the grandchildren are their own children. And they become very upset if they try, if they, you know, they come and visit and then they go to their own houses. They would even call them with the name of their children because they go back to the time when yes. then, And we come across uh, patients who sometimes they will be asking about their dead parents, mm. which can be difficult for the family to deal mm. with. So if you say they are dead, the person going into grief repeatedly mm. and they become very upset. Uh, some patients will, uh, because of the, you know, the they will be unable to retain new information, they'll be living in past memories, they'll be demanding to go back to the old house. When the old house might be sold or they moved to a new country or new village or new state. So the family have to cope with this. How do you pacify somebody who is asking for the impossible? You're asking about somebody who's dead? So part of the uh, management is that we uh, we deal a lot in terms of uh, educating the caregivers how to, what is going on, because it's important to understand the process, understand that the person is not deliberately doing this. Because at the initial stages, some people will find it confusing. They'll think, oh, he's doing this to take uh, to get attention. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so you talked about, right at the beginning of the month, about behavioral therapy. Yes, yes. Uh, and is it for uh, the the Caregivers yes. or is it for the tasks. patient?
1: There is a, a, a behavior therapy for the patient, early stages, so mm-hmm. trying to, to retain social skills. So the person will go through a course, it's called uh, cognitive stimulation therapy. where well, the idea is to keep the person stimulated, mm-hmm. you will uh, have... Such a, as? How do you do that? Getting them involved with uh, doing crosswords, uh, act, uh, you know, Uh, games like domino or some people if you're into chess, actually we have a a full program where the caregiver and the patient can attend together, get them to talk about uh, their families, talk about their favorite food, get to talk about and look at pictures of old traditional music. So the idea is to connect the person with the past and make them engaged because we talked about social isolation as a risk factor. What happens is that sometimes when the person develops a dementia, the family gets into the idea of let's not disturb him, so they will avoid talking to him mm-hmm. or find it difficult to answer the same questions. So it's uh, difficult being caregiver, especially when the person gets to the stage where their sleep cycle is changed, so they stay up the whole night, they sleep in the morning. This requires the caregiver to stay up with them, which is very difficult if they have a job to, go, to do in the morning. So part of it is trying to understand what can we do to help this person restore his sleep. Otherwise, is there anything we could do in terms of making sure that if he's safe, he can have light, kind of dim light, or maybe light sound, Quran, for example, to keep him quiet and make sure that he's not going to leave. Then that's fine for the caregiver to sleep.
0: Okay. Right, because that is one of the constant yes. Im- impact, which has an extreme impact on the exactly, caregiver. That's
1: exhaustion. We talked about exhaustion. Yeah. We talk about burnout, mm-hmm. and we have came across people they become clinically depressed or become anxious mm-hmm. because they are unable to cope. And uh, part of it uh, is to make them understand that this is a, a duty of everybody. So this need to be shared by the rest of the family. So some families will have like. A, the children will take turn into looking after the patients. So we call it sharing the good responsibilities. So it's not all dumped on one person.
0: So as we conclude, what would you like to advise?
1: I'd like to uh, advise caregivers to look after their own mental health, uh, get to know more about the condition because education is the first step. When you go to the doctors, uh, ask as much as questions, uh, try to familiarize you with your yourself with what is going on, mm-hmm. uh, try to have breaks as much as possible so you know like brother and sister can help, uh, try to remember that you are dealing with a new person, don't dwell in the past because that mm-hmm. only become painful because you will be searching for a person that we once had which might not be mm-hmm. there and try to Learn as much as possible what are the tips and skills that you need to help. Also we have uh, an ongoing uh, support group so if you are interested get to know more about that, join, and this is a platform where people can share their experience and learn from each other.
0: But can volunteers join in too if, you know, the caregivers need support?
1: Exactly. So sometime there is a program actually done by Ministry of uh, Social Development where they have a trained caregiver. They will go there, they will sit with the person, they will read for them, they will probably administer medication or stay with them so the caregiver can have a break, go shopping. But I don't know if that's fully developed. It was something that was discussed in one of the meetings.
0: Thank you so much. And with that, we say thank you for joining us. I'm Lakshmi Kothanit. I'm
1: Dr. Hamad Al-Sinawi.
0: Thank you, and we'll join you next week. Until then, take care.